Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. And today we're going to be doing a roundtable with my friend Tyler Clausen. Hello. What's up? This is, uh, what, the second time I've been on? It is the Mike? second time you've been on, and uh, welcome to 2023. Yeah, man. <laughs> How was your... It's great. I'm a, I'm a Dungeons and Dragons nerd, mm-hmm. and the world of D&D is exploding what? right now. It's pretty crazy. What kind it's of bat squeeze super... is this? Tell me about Dungeons and Dragons, because I don't know much about it. So, Are there real dragons? That's my first question. <laughs> yeah, obviously there's real dragons. No, 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 no. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, it's a game that's been around since the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an RPG. Uh, basically, you roll dice and... That's uh, not rocket propelled grenade. That's something different, right? RPG, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, role playing game. Oh, uh, oh, got it. Uh, it's technically a tabletop role playing game. TTRPG. Mm-hmm. If you want to sound super nerdy, basically you pretend to be an elf or a dwarf or something, and then the dungeon master, the referee of the game, says, "All right, there's a dragon," and you say, "All right, my dwarf is going to attack the dragon." And then you roll dice to see if it works. Hmm. You know, that's right. that's super super. Is that where you get like the twelve sided die? That's exactly right. Yeah, D and D uses. 20-sided die. 20-sided die. That's their big one. Um, 12-sided die would be used for like a war axe or something like that if you're doing damage. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah. I've got it all memorized. I've been playing for 20 years. 20 years I've been playing this game. Honestly, the only time I've ever seen it was on Big Bang Theory where every once in a while I'd catch little pieces of it and I'm like, that, because it, they, they really play up the nerdiness in they that do. show. And, and, but it's not off from how it actually goes. The other big one is Stranger Things. Lots of people like uh, oh, talk about Stranger Things. I, I've only seen a couple that. of episodes of that. Yeah. Um, and then there's shows that have started getting really, not started, have been very popular for years now. Uh, Critical Role is the, the big, big name. Really? It's like the NFL of Dungeons and Dragons. Huh. You watch people play D&D for four hours. And it's no kidding, amazing. It's okay, I might have to, I might have to look at that because I've watched a couple like poker games and stuff, yeah. and I'm going. I can see. That. I'm not a huge Texas Hold'em fan. Sure. I'm a, more yeah. of a standard poker fan, but but I kind of I could see people getting into the strategy and how you're like yeah. out your well, and your it's a lot of role stuff. play. The the critical role <laughs> is really popular because they're all actors and voice actors. They're people oh. from like video games and anime. So when they do their dwarf, you know, it's all right. Let's do you know like they're getting. Did into... you do that well? Thank you. I'm a I'm you know I'm a you're podcaster. That's what I do. No, I'm not <laughs> you're, a a po- <laughs> you're a podcaster. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. I do voice. Well, man, you're in the right place because that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but so all that is is great and like there's been this renaissance in dungeons and dragons and tabletop rpgs where people make i mean they make a living writing stories for modules that people can buy and play and people 3d print minis for the games and like i mean it is a if you can find a niche and get a following you can make a lot of I money. I never thought about that. People people make money writing. Writing the, stories. In fact, my book, The Penny Lich, that I self-publish, uh-huh. it is based off of a campaign that I started playing uh, years ago. And, you know, we kind of stopped. And so I was like, I love this story, so I'm going to keep writing the story. So I kind of got rid of all the D&D stuff for legal reasons, kept the fantasy 
ideas that I wanted and just started hmm. writing books out of it. So okay. people do that too all the time. Um, it's amazing. And this is whole subculture I know nothing yeah. about. So what's happened is um, mm -hmm. all of this stuff is created because Wizards of the Coast, which is the company that owns Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast um, 20 years ago came out with what's called the Open Game License, mm -hmm. um, OGL, and they basically said, you're free to make whatever content you want using our mechanics, and you can do whatever you want with it. So. Okay. Critical Role makes a show out of it. Uh, Arcane Library, she is a person that writes so modules. So how, how do they make money? They just market? Well, they, they put out their own books, and okay. you know you can go buy the core books and their adventure books and stuff. Okay. But they wanted to cultivate a community of creative so, people. So they they don't really care if you use their stuff, right? You have to mention their name or anything like that. Just just you, follow the And the most of them, you have to mention the OGL, the, which the is, open gaming license. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. So you so and and so they're sharing that information. Mm -hmm. You get all these people involved in it. Yeah. And it's not like we're going to tightly control it. You right. Know, you will. You've done something. You, yeah. Well, that's you, how you, it was. The opposite. Two weeks ago. Oh. And then, and I mean, we're talking about- Oh, this just happened. Yeah, this is literally happening right now. Before you walked in, I was getting more information on it. Um, oh, wow. This shows is, like Critical okay, Role. Okay, folks, this is news. Yeah, so this we're, is a big deal. This is a big we deal. We just became, all right, big timers. <laughs> half watt podcast <laughs> just, just turned. We just turned to a news podcast. Now y'all know. Oh, yeah. my God, the Southern's coming out of me. <laughs> um, so, like, shows like Critical Role, um, Critical Role did their show and then they said hey we're voice actors let's do a cartoon okay let's do an episode that's a cartoon it's gonna cost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make pocket change for me well yeah no i know it's super easy so they said let's do a kickstarter and which makes sense they they said we need seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make one episode of a show how many seconds did that take in three days they had eight million dollars oh my god by the end of their campaign they had almost 12 million they set a new record, and they said, "Not only are we making an episode, we're going to do a whole season, do a whole season of a of show." It, yeah. And before that season was even like fully conceptualized, mm -hmm. Amazon bought it. They're like, "Not only do we want one season, we're buying two seasons from you guys." It's it was that popular. So, do you see how fast that that media uh, that has changed? So you you're telling me that a month ago this wasn't the case. Right. 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 Now this is the case. Now this now they they've they've changed their business model. Well, that's critical role. That is a show. That's okay. That's but that's still. taken advantage of the open gaming license. Right. So now Wizards has said, "Hey, everybody, we're updating the OGL 1.0." Okay. And it's now the 1.1. 1. 1. Right. And in that, your all of all of the work that you do, we own. Okay. We can tell you to stop doing it. We can take it and use it in our source books and our adventures to our whim, and you don't have to get paid because we own it. You made it for us mm -hmm. under this gaming license. Under that license. If you make over $750,000 in a year, you have to start paying us royalties, 25% yeah. royalties. <laughs> Whoa. And we have the right to change any of these rules as we see fit. So- Later on down the road, they can make seven hundred and fifty thousand go down to five thousand mm -hmm. if they want. And then not only that, but the original open gaming license mm -hmm. is now null and void, and anything that was covered under that is now covered under one point one, and we own all of it. Oh no, kidding! 
Oh, so this is going to turn to a, this is this is going to get weird. The whole community of Wizards yeah. of the Coast or are against Wizards of the Coast. All RPG players, there were all just kind of like that's bullshit, yeah. you know. And we're not going to do that. Um, and now, like the number one competitor of D and D, which is called right. Pathfinder. They came out and said, Guess hey, what? everybody, <laughs> we have an open gaming license, and it's irrevocable. Like, you can't get rid of it. It's permanent. We're, everything that, that you guys thought was good about D&D, we're actually doing. So come on over to our side. And everyone's giving a big birdie to uh, wow. to Wizards and going over to Pathfinder. And that So this basically just happened. That statement from Pipe. Piazzo, Piazzo, I don't know how to pronounce it, the company that owns Pathfinder, the mm-hmm. competition, that statement came out three hours ago. Damn. And, and people are still like, So that's that's going to make the news, really. I mean, that, I'm sure that's going to make the At news. Some, when when I mean, Wizards of the, the Coast because, bankrupts themselves. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, so some lawyer went, oh, well, we, we got to put the kibosh on this. this, yeah. is, this is, isn't that weird how when money starts to be involved, immediately out of the woodwork pop up yeah. All these legal eagles to go, hey, well, you know, and we, we need our piece of that. Wizards of the Coast is owned by Hasbro. Oh, and oh. so everybody looks at this and goes, it's not, it's not the D and D nerds at Wizards that are going, hey, we need more money. Right. It's the suits from Hasbro. It's who are like, the, hey, it's how do we, the suits? How come you're letting all these people make stuff and sell mm-hmm. it? That's mm-hmm. our money. Stop mm-hmm. giving our money away. But the biggest problem is they do this 1.1 upgrade. And then they're silent and they're literally just waiting for everyone to chill out before mm-hmm. they come back and do it again. And um, c- there are employees from Wizards of the Coast that are like putting out a lot of stuff like, hey, we see what this company is doing. They don't care about you at all. They care about the money. They care about the yep. bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. So it's nuts to see this company just implode on itself because of greed. Mm-hmm. And this thing that I've been a part of for 20 years, since I was 13 years old, is now like, I kind of hate this. <laughs> you Gosh, know? I had no idea. Yeah. It's That's a, whole, a big damn it's a deal. Thing. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, yeah, half watt, we're now going to be just yeah. Dungeons and Dragons well, Dungeons news. and Dragons and we talk about electricity. <laughs> I use, I use a lot of... God, that's crazy. I'm still... My head's just kind of... It takes me a second to yeah. process something. I use old, a lot know. of the stuff that I deal with in the field, <clears throat> like where we're... When I'm troubleshooting big facilities, um, I'll take a lot of the experiences I have and I'll change those into a fantasy idea <clears throat> and create little quests and modules out of what I deal with at at work. Well, no kidding. The so, quest, the quest to find a ground fall. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, wait, seriously, quick, get the die. There's, you, if I've had it where like there's there's lines of magic in a castle that people have to reestablish, mm-hmm. and you know the magic runs one way, and you have to do a whole thing. That's and funny. So well, it keeps I've, you engaged. I mean. I've had them do troubleshooting in Dungeons yeah. and Dragons to reestablish magic way lines. Well, what, what if what if it what if you had students or apprentices that you know dug it you could work with them and yeah i can guarantee you there i working in this field i've met so many electricians who are into dungeons and dragons and magic the gathering it's Hmm. uh colton we had colton on our show colton (laughs) he's one of the biggest with um Magic the Gathering nerds I've ever met. Yeah, he's told me a little bit about the, some of the that he was into it, which yeah. which made sense to me. 
Yeah. He, he's very cerebral. He's, yeah, very and he's cerebral guy. All about. He's. The, he, I don't think that guy. I think he stops thinking about the time he falls asleep, and then, <laughs> and, then and then his sub processing happens, and then he wakes up with, with, ready to go yeah. and start thinking again. Yeah, he's. He he never stops thinking. But yeah, so that's <laughs> you asked me about my new year. I don't talk about my son, my yeah, no newborn kidding. son, or my yeah. wife or anything. I don't talk about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> the kid learned to walk, but, but he did. He did learn to walk. See? It was great. Big timer. He's well, walking away from DP. <laughs> I I have to say, uh, the biggest thing that's happened uh, in my New Year's was was my my better half got a job. She yeah. decided to come back to work, and and she's working up on the hill with me, and I'm just super thrilled. So that was a complete. Out of the out of blue, and, yeah. and she did that really because she's like, okay, I I need you to be home. Like I I need we need to get through this and and yeah. pay debt and and retire. Like, but if if I don't help, then that's just gonna. Then you're just it. yeah, you're stuck. I've never had anybody want to spend time with me, so that's kind of odd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? You know who I am, right? Okay. Have but, you met me? Have you met me? Do you know who I am? But I, I was I was pretty like pleased with that. I was yeah, genuinely and we bicycled and do you know, it's all the stuff that matters to me she's she's doing and then I've her and I have been into horses and all these other things. So, yeah. you know, we, we have this nice balance. So our life is obviously changing, but you know, it's for the better and I'm sure. and I'm uh, I'm pretty pleased with that. So I think I think that the overall it's gonna it's going to be a uh, a different, a different year for me, yeah. and still busy, which, you know, I always got an oar in the water yeah. somewhere. But uh, I, I can actually kind of theorize that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and I like that. Um, but it doesn't free up time like time for writing and and stuff like that. Because when you talk about writing those things, I would love to write. Yeah. And, and if I could write well and type well, or at least figure that out, um, I would write you know textbooks and <clears throat> trainings or whatever i needed to but that takes time and it really yeah, takes it time without anybody there yeah like you gotta you gotta have your space every yeah. writer has to have their space and, and, and that's not I, I, that, that would be something i'd have to do in retirement honestly. well like here i at my studio i thought it was gonna be great i was like i'm gonna have a studio i can go to my studio and write but i don't because mm -hmm. when i come here i have Oh, I have to design, you know, I have to do some graphic design. I have to edit a video. Mm -hmm. I have to do a podcast. I have to set up a, a meeting with this person. All I, this I stuff have to start in your a, inbox. Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. I cannot write here yeah. because this is my work away from work. You know, yeah. I, I go to, to work, I'm on a construction site or, or whatever I'm doing. And I have to focus fully mm -hmm. on that. Um, which I, I get really jealous of my business partner here because he works at a day job where Sometimes he can kind of just work on the studio stuff if he wants yeah, to. Yeah. That's and, a nice thing. And yeah, he can answer emails and he can do some stuff here and there. And I'm and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that, man. I have to make sure that all this stuff is running. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure this place doesn't burn down. Yeah, you know, yeah, big timer. So, so when I get here, everything that I've put off all day is now waiting for me here. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I'm I have to find a space to write um, and. I've actually found that it's it's close to my wife when she's playing video games and I can sit next to her mm -hmm. at our table and I can I throw on headphones. I'm basically not there, 
but it's like knowing that she's next to me. Mm-hmm. I for some reason it pushes me. So to write. I do that too when I'm when I have to write something because every once in a while I'll have stuff I have to do. Yeah. Um, if she's watching TV or something like that, and I'll put sound sound editing headphones on and and crank it out mm-hmm. on the computer, and <clears throat> it 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 goes I, I blaze right through it. Mm-hmm. It's also when I when I'm working on ideas if I'm if I listen to an audio book, as I like audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing some programming today and it was pretty it's pretty intense programming I was working on. Had my just for a second put my audiobook on 15 seconds before of audiobook you. before I went this is not working. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this and this book is a uh, uh terminal list. The book oh, terminal yeah, list. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I had no idea. My my apprentice Chris said here. You is that a listen. Tom Clancy one? No. Okay. No, it's. Uh, I just assume every no, like military seal. sort it's of a, thing. It's a former seal that wrote this book. I guess they made a whole series out of it. Oh, it's a it's a real story. Uh, no, it's a it's a it's a novel. Oh, okay. But it is, it is, it. I've read books that hook you, in, you know, the first chapter. Well, this book hooked me. I think four paragraphs in. Yeah. I was like, uh oh, this is going to be. This I may be up all night on this, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that the other day I, I when I do my when I work on the system I can't listen to it and like download even though there's a lot of these dead times because I'll just get caught up in it yeah. and I need to be focused on life safety and not on a book so I'll put on music or nothing sure. you know, but uh, it it uh yeah I went to program the day and I just was like yeah 15 seconds later I'm like this book has got me again <laughs> I was listening to it all the way here in the parking yeah. lot and I'm like you oh, took a long go. way here oh just to get more oh my god yeah. it is it, this guy this guy writes so well and he encapsulates so well that it's it when a writer can write something and describe it in words and you can see it yeah I can visualize it in my head that is a writer that I'll read. And I'll read every book this guy puts out because yeah. everything he does is spot on. He's out of uh, Park City, Utah. So oh, he's okay. a former SEAL and he, he's, he's writing yeah. and all of his stuff's had to go through the DOD so it's all clear. But it's just... He wrote like that much into his books that... Yes. Yeah, any, this any, fictional any former, book yeah, had any, to... Any former SEAL. Once, you, once you've got the clearances that those guys have when, they're, when they become operators, um, they, they're forever attached to that yeah that security clearance because you don't get that clearance without without you, the, yeah, the information that those guys deal with yeah is so highly classified that you are forever um linked to them wow rightfully so because you're carrying in your even if you did it 20 years ago or 30 years ago you're carrying information on it may not be the information itself it's how it was obtained sure you know whether it came from humans whether it came from satellites whether it came from drones or you know, intercepts or whatever it is. And so, and, and then, you know, how that fits the picture. I've read a lot of books by former SEALs and, and uh, they're all, I can't tell you one's better than another, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as the reality books, the books about what what we really did as much as we can tell you, you know, like Go Dark 30 and stuff like that. But this book as a, as a work of fiction is hands down, uh, just jaw-droppingly good. I mean, and I read a lot of books, yeah. so I mean, this is like wow. I can't recommend it enough. The guy, nice. the guy who put it together is just the Terminal List. It's called the Terminal List. And that, is that the first book in the yeah. series, or yeah. is that the whole series? It's of the, the first book in the series. Okay. I guarantee you, if you're if you're like wire like me, you won't you'll 
you'll, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, I get some sleep. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it's just, it's good. I mean, it's really well done. And it because I I was stationed in Coronado and I, I was stationed right next to the command he's talking about. So oh, I know. Really? So yeah, you, yeah. He's talking about the Hotel Del. I'm like, oh, I've been by the Hotel Del. And I know that <laughs> ugly building he's talking about because we saw it too. It like, yeah. overlooked our compound. And yeah, when, when I, when, uh, Tactical Deception Group was where it was, and it, it's no long since gone. But yeah, it was really, um, it was really cool. It's like walking through your own neighborhood and somebody going, "Yeah, I remember that." You know, yeah, remember we used to climb that tree and watch the, <laughs> watch the drive in that kind of thing. So it's kind of a, it's fun. But uh, audiobooks for me have been. Uh, I, I would love to say I listen to podcasts, but as soon as I started this podcast with you, yeah. I quit listening to podcasts. And I'm not because I'm a jerk or anything like that, but I had listened to podcasts. I was an early adopter of them. I mm -hmm. mean, way early. Like yeah. when Mark Marin put out WTF, I was there in the first couple hundred he did. I was there. Uh, uh, Stephanie Miller, when she had her podcast, when it started, uh, Rick Emerson here in in town, uh, when they all started doing the podcasting, I was like right there in the beginning of, of, of these things because I knew that was the answer right. to the AM radio being me. FM, XM, F Yeah, all being that one exact mind you know mindset yeah and um <clears throat> so I, I needed an outlet that that actually you know could talk about some diversity and uh <laughs> hard hard to imagine i would want that but uh yeah and so uh when so i had all these experiences listening to all these podcasts and uh good bad you know and i finally i just rolled them all up and said okay i've got enough i've had enough knowledge now yeah i will focus on mine and then read go back to reading books and yeah. when i'm not reading books like this because i don't read novels all that often um i got into physics mm -hmm. and i got into physics physics uh, uh actually after we we met um oh my god i knew i was gonna forget um can be the oh come on it's right in front of me <laughs> we were even chatting the other day um Anyway, Paul, Paul yeah, Paul. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's this. I was just looking his name up. Yeah, one of the I smartest guys in the entire world. Because I'm not wise, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and we we've we've kind of texted a little bit back and forth. We just haven't really engaged all that much yet, and it's no fault of his. But I've just uh, I started reading books on physics, and um, that really opened up my eyes. So I read yeah. a, I read a, a couple of them from. Um, oh, I think the the uh, Stephen Hawking. I read mm -hmm. you know a couple of his books, and they're okay. But this guy out of Georgia that I found um, is uh, about nuclear, uh, mostly about about nuclear fuel, and mm -hmm. and, uh, and he's he's spectacular. He was a spectacular writer, and so he really listening to his books encouraged me to uh, kind of get into that. Yeah, and we have a we have an area uh, up in the hill that uh, where we make isotopes, and the the doctor who runs that is. Um, uh, she's been in the industry for, I think, all of her life. So she's been been around, <laughs> you know, uh, high level radiation stuff yeah. all of her life. Yeah. And she's she's like it's just second nature to her, just like the guy who wrote that book. I like sure. And uh, talking to her and trying to get you know how she does what she, what she's doing and, and get my head wrapped around it. I mentioned this author to her and she goes, "Oh, he's excellent. <laughs> I got some, I've got all of his. I've got a bunch of his books and he's he's really good." And so. You know, I've I have found these folks who are phys who are physicists yeah. to some degree, and she is, 
who then can talk to me in layman's terms so that I can get my pea brain wrapped around it. Yeah. So now I'm looking at the physics and the math and the calculus that's involved and I'm trying to go, okay, here's the hill. <laughs> How does this work? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, uh, I'm starting to work my way into that so I can sort of understand the language of physics and, yeah. and why it's great. And, and uh, I'm, I'm getting drawn kind of towards gravity. Uh, the, the nuclear part's fun and, and strong and weak nuclear forces I get. But um, the gravity is the one that I'm really focused on. Well, yeah, that's and it, and it has to do with your damn brother. It was your <laughs> brother who did this to me. <laughs> Cameron? No, no, <laughs> no, the other one, the other one, the other one that is the unspeakable uh, one. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's one of the guys that I've, I've told Randy before. Um, he is a, like a permanent voice in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, when, whenever I think I'm doing well at something, <laughs> Randy, you me, Randy up. Pops, pops up in my head mm-hmm. and makes me doubt all of it. Yeah, I can see that. And not even in a bad way. Like, it sounds bad, but it's not. Like, it's it's in a way of, like, being humble and being modest mm-hmm. and... Um, and not being the loudest guy in the room. Right. At all. You know, and, and being someone... Like, he is someone that is able to pinpoint things mm-hmm. that are issues that... It's like thinking laterally is the only yeah. way I can really describe it because there's thinking forward and you're just kind of pushing ahead with everything, not thinking about everything around you. And then you think backwards and it's like you're reflective, but you're not really paying attention to what's yeah. ahead. But thinking laterally is this idea that you can see the world in a different direction than everybody else and you can mm-hmm. point that out and, and that's exactly what he does. That's exactly what it is. I had, a, I had a discussion with him one time when we were working at Western outside of Crown Plaza in Lake Oswego mm-hmm. and, it, and it was it really opened my eyes to just how bright this guy was and you know we were talking about he was at the time he was we were, I think we were talking about heads up displays on aircraft and when he did that for a living you know yeah. he just rattles this stuff off I'm like damn man. <laughs> God. <laughs> you did what? You worked on what? Well, you know, he's heads up displays and, you know, he calibrated them and did all this stuff too. Oh, I've worked on all kind of crap like that. Yeah. Damn, man. <laughs> and so, you know, when, when, when his wife got that killer job and, and he was like, look, I don't need this job. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know what I don't need? This <laughs> job. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I went, you know, I could totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I really get that. You could support your wife. You can do all that good stuff. And he was like, you know, maybe there's a way. And Sean went to bat for him and said, I think that this should be what we do. And I was yeah. like, well, that's a stroke of brilliance. I, I agree with it. You know, and Randy did the same thing and boom, now he's doing exactly what he should be doing. Yep. You know, was bright, right codes and then playing with his kid and, and, <laughs> and, and, dogs. And, and dogs. And it's like, wow. So here's a, he didn't fall into this. Yeah. You know, he sort of created that, that, that whole area and here yeah. and now here he is being successful probably one of the top esd3 programmers there is yeah and living living life large and doing and he thinks he's not a good technician and he thinks he's not a good tech yeah. yeah that's the crazy thing about him he, uh, he is a little too modest sometimes but yeah like he and i we i'll call him just to check in on him and his mm-hmm. son you know 15 minutes i'll tell my wife a yeah, 15 minute conversation Three hours later, <laughs> you know, do you, how do you feel about the relativity of morality and, you know, whether our yeah. our system is just a, an extension of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
how did we get here? How how does how do we get from hey, how's your son? To right. you know, snap, uh, smash he, cut. To, he reached out to me. and Goes, I want you to I want you to listen to this podcast. I want yeah. you to watch Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, and with this commander, this Navy guy, and I don't, all I want you to do is tell me if you think this guy is full of crap or not. Not Rogan. No, I don't the, care. The, Rogan is Rogan. Yeah. Good, good, good. Love him, you hate him, have, doesn't matter. You can to have me. your opinion of Rogan. He's, he's very, he's very successful. He's very good at what he does. So, yeah. you know, far be it for me to go. Well, that's not good when you, you know, <laughs> when you're raking in gajillions. But, uh, but when he interviewed uh, Fravor, I was just like, I listened to this guy. And went, yeah, he's the real deal, dude. Absolutely, he's got the lingo down. He's got everything he said was was absolutely spot on, and that just yeah. opened up freaking pandora's box because he's talking about these things the that TikToks. are moving yeah you know yeah um and I for those that. of you who don't know there's a joe rogan podcast you look it up uh, joe rogan podcast the tic tac videos and commander fravor this was a navy commander who was an f-18 wing commander he uh talks to rogan and and says this is what we saw then the next flight that went out captured it with him with with uh infrared and, and uh television cameras and then we have the video of it the whole nine yards and you can but some of it was released to the public inadvertently or accidentally or whatever hmm. but the what was not released was the classified footage that they couldn't release because sure. there's targeting information and stuff that's you know it's classified and um and that's when when he talked about that it just opened up i just went you've got to be kidding me Mm -hmm. And then they said, well, yeah, we've been chasing these things on the East Coast for years. Well, the op area that, that this pilot worked in, I've been in I, 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 conservatively 10, 15, 20 times. Sure. I, matter of fact, I almost died there off the Truxton, so I know it real well. Yeah. I mean, it just was a it was a um, it was an op area you all go to when mm -hmm. you're out of San Diego. You got that, where are you going? I don't know. I'm in so, uh, but this, this, is, it, this really is honestly the probably the best video and the and and that on the east coast stuff is the best footage of something that is entirely not of this world yeah. it is absolutely not of this place and it's not a drone it's not some dod experiment <laughs> that somebody did it's just not and the physics behind it are why mm -hmm. and then that's what opened up my mind to it was was the was this guy goes look i've chased i've been flying all my life and he goes Never in my life has something moved where it didn't have a trail behind it of heat. Yeah. It didn't have any heat. It yeah. There just has to be moved. exhaust somehow. There has to be exhaust. I don't care what it is. I don't care. Nothing moves that fast. Mm -hmm. Nothing moves like this thing moves without leaving something. Yeah. And it didn't. And it moved incredibly fast and then the, the guys off the Princeton go yeah well this thing comes out of the ocean and goes up to like 90,000 feet which happens to be 85 to 90,000 feet about the top end of a spy uh, one radar oh, most okay. of those radar systems you can only look up so high you can only right. you can only they're phased okay. or you can only bend them up so much uh, that's pretty damn far yeah okay I'll, it's going to be honest with you and the, the the OS has said oh yeah this thing goes up and just disappears <laughs> and then it comes back down again that's <laughs> just like I mean, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> so then that opened up a whole thing. Yeah. And the theory is that this is a gravity drive machine. Mm -hmm. That's the theory. Because any other theory is you should have, it's either cloaking everything that comes comes out of it or you can't see it. But if it was like an electromagnetic drive, 
then there would be other indications, some of which I can't yeah, talk about see, because I know you'd see the um, EMP. Or you'd EMF see the radio. Yeah, like you would that. see there's there's emin- there's um, uh, emissions that right. come out of these that comes out of almost anything that that bops around. Anytime you utilize any sort of fuel, you're going to leave behind some sort you're of gonna, yeah. You're, you're, you're going to burn fuel and leave burn, something. Yeah. yeah you, or and if you and if you were, if you were able to break lock on an F-18 radar. Now, I've dealt with the APG-63 or 66, whatever. I think it was a 66. Um, when I was still in, I, I did a couple exercises with F-18s on the original uh, F-18, the the ones that we had when I was in. We're talking about planes, right? Planes, yeah. You're going the, right over my that's head. The ones that, <laughs> that's the ones that uh, were replacing the F-14s, so to speak. The, for so, the few people that listen yeah. that aren't in the Navy. Well, hey. So uh, I, I've done battle with them, electronic battle with them, and won. I mean, they weren't that hard to to defeat. Yeah. I mean, they just weren't. We had we had the right equipment and the right know how to do what we needed to do. But it wasn't easy. But we did it. Yeah. And I can tell you that the original uh, versions of the radars were, you know, like any other radar. You just got to give it what it didn't want to see, and you're done. When this thing broke lock on an F eighteen, what he was flying, the yeah. version he's flying, man, that's a lot. Yeah. That's saying something. That's saying something when not only does this thing have no emissions, but you couldn't really keep a lock on it with your radar. You could visually, but you couldn't with your radar, which is one of the targeting methods they use. Sure. Okay, well, there's something coming out of it then to do that. There has to be an emission coming back. That's mean emission coming back that, to your that system. That messes with That messes the, with it. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't happen okay. by, by thinking. Yeah. Okay, so if I'm sweeping you and then you're sending me information back to fool my, my radar... There's things there. There's yeah. there's information that could be gleaned. Now mm. I don't know what the hell that is, and the Navy may. They um, I would be shocked if they didn't. But what is it? Yeah. And if you if you've got something that is moving like nothing else, including physically moving in directions and back and forth in ways that you can't physically move. Yeah. And there's no contrail. There's no fuel. There's no heat. There's nothing. Okay. All stop. I mean, it's great that 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 there's a lot of other things going on, and I, 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 I get that. But I want to know what the hell this is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm baffled by it. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly not a physicist, and I'm certainly I, not as bright I as also, these guys. I was in your class mm-hmm. when you started to discover this. Yeah. Because you spent like ago. two weeks <laughs> <laughs> in class talking about like all of this yeah. stuff. Um, and some of it turned it. out to be we like, loved all of it, but some of it turned out to be kind of, it went down to, you know, well, I kind of went down a hole with some yeah. of it that I went, huh, that's weird. Yeah. But okay. I'll just back out of that. But the rest of it is like, I'm still my, the back of my mind is still processing what is going on. And gravity is the, is probably the answer. Hmm. And the best I can tell in, in the, in the, in what I've learned and I'm by, by no means, a you know, I'm not a mathematician, but, but uh, you know, I can also visualize what is happening in to make flight like that. And mm. the way that that would, would work is if you were opposing gravity. If you were opposite of gravity, then you would slip through it like a, like a pee through a straw. Mm. It's just that simple. And then you wouldn't leave a contrail. 
Now, all you have to do is somehow generate an anti-gravity <laughs> enough, field. And, enough you know, power to, to go against the right. gravity of the but entire it, planet. But, it, but if you get into the physics of it, and, and, and especially into the, into the quantum physics of how they're doing it, like I had no idea gravity had a speed. Yeah. Like I had no idea that. I just assumed that gravity was the same everywhere, all the, you know, all the way. Right. Oh, no, no, no. It, it bends time and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. Maybe. So I study <laughs> Einstein stuff, talk to, you know, listen to Hawking, listen to some of these other physicists that, that discuss it and kind of, you know, you, I, I, when I learn something, I go into it, I look at it, I, I look at what's overwhelming. Yeah. It's just like any other technical problem. I look at what's overwhelming and I go, okay, well, this I can solve, this I can solve, this I have no bloody clue. Right. Back out, go do something else, let my brain rest, come back into it again, and when I'm ready, I'll pick it up. That's why it's taken two or three years to get this far because I've looked at it from all these different angles. Yeah. And, my, and I, I never stop looking at stuff like this. And, and I, I'm going to take a quick side note. We had a problem with a device at work. Okay, mm-hmm. a fire alarm device at work. Then it went crazy. It just went went nuts. What's the heat detector? Went nuts. We said, oh, my God, you know, the world's coming undone. Call the fire department. <laughs> so, I, okay, so we went, oh, that's weird. So we disabled the point, and we, I went out there, and I shifted the, put another, the device. Put yeah. it, bad, bad heat detector, put another one in. All right. That's Celsius is 9 million degrees. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So instead of following back on all the troubleshooting and all the skill sets I have, I continued to what we call shotgun pieces yeah, into this problem. I'm out. like, man, this is really bizarre. Now the problem has escalated to this point where it's got anti-gravity drive because I can't <laughs> solve the goddamn thing. And uh, so I, I, my, I sent my apprentice and, and another journeyman out and they swapped out parts that we thought could could be given us this grief. And at the simplest solutions, Occam Razor, the simplest solution was, did you really, did you really gather all the information or did you just think that, that you had it all? Mm. And um, I said, I'm had enough of this device. I'm going to change its address. So I dropped the program in there and moved it to a different address. Started the node back up, and it went, hey, you know that address you just reprogrammed? It's still talking. And my, and my jaw hit the floor. I went, so there's another device out there. See, that confirms it. That's the problem. There's something else there out there talking, and we haven't seen it. It breaks all the laws of physics. It breaks all the laws of this system. Yeah. And somehow I missed it. And I sat and I, I left. And we, we made sure the system was safe. And I went home that night and I thought about it. And I woke up the next morning and I went, you idiot. <laughs> you goddamn idiot. Goddamn it. And I walked, I walked up and looked at it and went, no. The problem is it's the wrong device. It's the one to the left of it. Mm. Honest to God. Honest to God. And I walked up and went, pop. Yep, there's the address. And so because the graphics were swapped. Yeah. So here's the chain of events. This is one and that's two, but someone programmed this is two and that is one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Mike walks up and goes, well, it, I have the graphics said it's the one on the right, so it's the one on the right. Trying keeps going into alarm. Huh. Yeah, because you're working on yes. EST or, uh, or whatever. We have simplex system. That has like a map. Of no, no, no. It just we graphically put it on the graphics to oh, show you a smoke okay. detector here, heat detector there, gotcha. pulse station there on a map. Yeah. Well, it says that that's the one. No, at no point in time did I do the basic thing that any good technician would do, which is to, hey, idiot boy, did you see if that's the device that you're talking <laughs> about? You Maybe the picture at? is wrong. <laughs> Maybe this is downstairs, 
in a mop room, mop closet, and not here yeah. in front of this. Did you ever do the, ba no, because man, I'm super good, man. You know, I'm reading books on physics. I know it all. <laughs> so, so we spend all this time shotgunning and going dire different directions. And then I finally go, holy crap, there it is. Yeah. So, okay, 10 minutes later, the problem's solved, right? Mm -hmm. So no harm, no foul. Immediately grab every player involved and go, I want you to see what happens when you take the training wheels off of me and I'm not thinking clearly. Mm -hmm. Then, I, look, I can ride this thing. I, I can ride this Segway. I know what I'm doing. Crash. All the basic steps I've taught people for all my career yeah. on how to do, I just skipped over all of them. Yeah. I, but what? Like, like I'm the big, I'm the big, I'm the big fish, in, I'm the big catfish in the bowl. I don't need any of that stuff. I right. taught all you know what people. you're doing. Shit, yeah. man. I, God, I, I just got that's... my ass completely handed to me, and it was so humbling to go. You know, did you work on the one to the left? I asked my friends, <laughs> did you ever see the one to the left? He goes, No, nah, man. I said, That's that's the one that did it. He went, yeah. What? I went, Yeah. I completely missed it. He goes, Oh crap! I didn't think of that either. Well, you didn't think of that. This is my job to think of. <laughs> it's your job to learn from me. I'm the one teaching you. So, uh, but I immediately go, hey, this is it. This is what we did wrong. Yeah. This is, you know, we win some, we lose some. But yeah. but the worst thing to do is to go, oh, well, yeah, it was just a fluke. You know, I don't know how it happened. Right. As you're switching out the thing and trying yeah. to hide it. Don't hide your mistakes. Yeah. Publish what, yeah, learn from them. Tell the people around you so that they go, huh, wow, well, I don't want to do that again. It's not the only one you're ever going to make. And and it's not the end of the damn world, okay? But that lesson, I said, okay, the next time I have that, first thing we're going to do and every time we're going to do that is double check their addressing. Mm -hmm. Just double check the addressing. Because if we, just because we think it's something, especially when it came back up again, that should have been my clue. Yeah. Was that you missed something. Something super simple. Occam's razor. Yeah. So... We, I've been dealing with technical expertise in there. <laughs> I've been dealing with um, uh, Fahrenheit panels. I'm sorry, uh, a Fahrenheit panel that I installed at uh, at a place, and um, and like a one thousand or two. I don't know. Okay. I don't know off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, I don't deal with Fahrenheit too much. I mm -hmm. I usually do, you know, like Silent Night stuff. Um, which is basically the same thing. No, yeah, but they, there's, there's some proprietary different. stuff in the and I learned that's that. not in the sound. I learned yeah. that when I hooked up my um, my laptop to do programming, and it's like, hey, just so you're aware, you're not licensed to work on this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the? F it's yep. the same. Yeah. It's the same program. Yeah. Well, it's the same program, but you have to have a license. Yeah, it's it the key for HFSS so, for Fahrenheit. Yeah. So I have to call uh, someone else out to come work on it. And uh, he does the work. He he programs it. I'm not even there that day. I'm somewhere else doing something else. He programs it. I come back uh, a week later and I would start finishing everything out. And um, I'm I'm running into issues left and right. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is this isn't showing up. That's wrong. This is missing. This is a double address. And I'm like, bro, you've been doing this ten times as long as me. What happened? Um, and so we, I start, go, I call him like every day I'm calling him like, Hey, did you do this in programming? Mm -hmm. And he has to open up his laptop, check it and, and look. Um, and most of the time he's clear 
And it's like these little things that either I forgot or something weird mm-hmm. in the field. So I'm like, all right, all right, man, I'm going to get you one of these days. <laughs> you know, it's going to it's going to be your fault one of these days. Um, and I'll get you. My <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, everything ends up being clear. You know, we, we figured most of the stuff out. It was really dumb stuff. And um, yesterday uh, I was trying to get this thing connected to a community. Oh, that was my phone connected to a communicator um so that you know it communicates properly mm-hmm. and um it's just i don't again i don't have a program for it mm-hmm. i can't do programming except through the keypad which is extremely limited Ooh, and um i decide okay i need at the very least i'm going to do hard zones with mm-hmm. an aes radio okay. just do simple. I've got two relays and a trouble relay on the Fahrenheit. I'll connect it to relay one, which should be, he should have programmed that to be an alarm relay. So if it throws an alarm, that relay changes. If he's got a built in dialer, he may not even thought about that. So it might be easier to just go with a data capture card. Maybe, but that's okay. But so, so I connect my thing and Mm -hmm. I pull an alarm and nothing changes on I, I'm looking at my history of everything being monitored nothing changes I'm like what's going on I switch over to relay 2 maybe he programmed relay 2 to be alarm so I reset pull the alarm nothing changes I'm like what's going on I swap around a few things and I don't know what's what's wrong so I go it's his programming mm-hmm. so I call him up hey man I got it. I figured it out I found it you messed up the relay he's like all right Pulls up his laptop. Nope. Relay one <laughs> is set for for alarm. It is mapped. It's set. It's ready to go. I'm like, that's BS. I did it. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. This is the program. So I go and undo all the wires on the relay. <laughs> I kind of clean them up, make sure that they're good, put them back in. I go over to the radio and I pull them off of the, the terminals on the radio. Mm-hmm. Clean them up, put them back on set off an alarm it sends the signal Hmm. and i'm and so today i was talking to him because i did find something he did wrong and yeah and i was like i figured it out he's like bullshit and uh and i was like you didn't set the synchronization on the strobes properly and he's like okay i'll check and he checks he didn't do it and i was like all right i got you finally at the end but i was like i don't i still honestly don't know what was wrong with that relay because i you know i had taken them off and put them back on Mm. the the relay or the terminals on the radio were okay they weren't bad um the only thing i can say is the wiring was was somehow messed up but it didn't all of the tests didn't make sense Mm -hmm. for what ended up being the solution i'm using Mm -hmm. air quotes so it's it's stuff like that where like i constantly i'm i'm okay with owning up to my mistakes but it's when i can't own up to my mistake that's what bothers me the most yeah because i want to say and it eats a lot of technicians it eats a lot of technicians i mean and and it eats it eats all of us when we just go i got this figured out this is easy Mm -hmm. and then you know that's exactly what what ate me here oh a false alarm okay (laughs) you know hey you know how many false alarms i can deal with up here that's nothing there's nothing (laughs) It's the easy stuff, yeah. you know? I mean, it's not. You have to approach every single problem as though 
you know, from a from a fresh perspective. And if mm-hmm. you come in with stuff on your mind or, you know, you're just not playing your A game in life safety, it 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 can get expensive. The good news is is that, you know, it was stuff we had and it's, you know, it's there's no we're always fixing stuff. It's just sure. a matter of what we're fixing today and when and how and where. But but it's always it's just that that whole you just you want to be the most efficient you can be. You want to be good at what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have egg on your face. You don't want to have false alarms. You don't want to call the fire department. You don't want to have all this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to inconvenience people. I mean, they did dump a building and people standing out there going, what the hell's going on, man? It's cold out here. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, it, it, the other problem I had, I told you about earlier, I don't really want to get into, but you know, that was, that, a te- amazing, that was a technical, that was some technical malfeasance happening. Yeah. And when we, uh, just to allude to it, we we had a we had a, a snafu on some programming. And we we figured it out, but the but the if it if it hadn't been for the the uh, uh, some some people really thinking, you know, including my my contact at Simplex, the guy I work with at Simplex is freaking brilliant. Mm. Uh, you know, he he came and handed me, by the way, those those memory chips I needed, brand yeah. new. So we knew we had good ones if sure. we needed them. And it has to do with uh, with put, per, putting program on a on a uh, bring program on a chip, but we, uh, you know, as we, as I, I think I, I think I was so focused on that problem, yeah, that when this little tiny problem come over here, I just went, ah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I'll fix that with my elbows. Well, you know, as I'm as I'm showing off my back, major yeah. skills over here, I'll just completely botch this thing over here, and and that's what gets us is yeah. just it's just we you know it's arrogance and. Pomp, you know, being it, pompous and just not and just not using, not using your brain. I think uh, I've noticed a, a huge shift in in my company as far as or in in my department as far as um, some of the the leadership that we have and uh, the management that we have. Mm-hmm. And I coming back into the new year, I'm a lot more uh, confident in what I'm doing a lot more relaxed nice. in what I'm doing. And a lot of that is because of the people that are supporting me from the office. Mm-hmm. And, and I've realized how important that is because before I would have been dealing with this Fahrenheit thing and, mm-hmm. you know, really it was like four or five problems that you break down. It's four or five problems. It seems like more, but it's not. Um, and I would have been so stressed out mm-hmm. because it's like I there's not a ton of communication. I need to get this done so I can move on to something else or I, I need, you know, they're expecting certain things from me. Um, and being able to have the support from the office mm-hmm. is is really huge of being able to just go, OK, take a deep breath. Yeah. Chill out for a second. And, you know, I used it as a learning experience for my apprentice. And Good. Um, Good. basically said, go figure this out. Yeah. And, and he did, you know, and, and <laughs> he, it was, it, he told me later, he's like, it's weird. Every time I'm with everybody else, it's hard. They, they have a hard time tr- teaching me things um, because we have so much that we just need to get done. Right. Um, and then almost nobody, he's like, eh, um, some of our employees will say this, I want you to figure this out. I want you to fix this here's how you do that. Mm -hmm. And then they basically do it. And then I just kind of come in at the end and, and do the little bit. Um, he's like, but you straight up 
were like, hey, I need you to go fix this. And then you left. <laughs> right. <laughs> and which you forces, left me to do it. Which forced him to go and yeah. figure it out. And he's like, no one's ever done that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was hungry. <laughs> I wanted to go eat, take a bite of my sandwich, man. <laughs> like, I was. I'll be I was on the other side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. You fix this and let me know. Um, you know, he thinks I'm off fixing something else. I'm yeah. like, nah, man, I went, I went and took a break. Doritos. I trusted you to yep. just figure it out. And it wasn't, you know, it's not that it wasn't the craziest risk to just let him go play with the meter and, and mm-hmm. test tone out some stuff. I, I think it's, I think it's good for, for, for student or for apprentices to, to, you know, get that time where if they have their work alone card, it's like, you know, at this point they should be yeah. able to work on their own and to do their own thing because, you know they're about ready to turn out kind of thing. yeah absolutely and, and if you and, got it and he's that he's in that place where he's about to turn out yeah. it's like how do you how do you not have some alone time before right. you're exactly. a journeyman because what happens when you do turn out and you've never been alone yeah you, right? you you're gonna mess up you're all the time because you don't have someone there to be your neck yep. and that's what happened to me when when yeah. i journeyed out i had almost zero alone time and luckily, my management management was able to kind of give me a, a, run, a you know kind of a running start on stuff. They put me on some inspections and mm-hmm. got me familiar with just being alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And literally, the very first inspection I did by myself, I called the fire department. <laughs> the very first thing I did, because the guy that they sent me to go inspect with, like the manager of this mm-hmm. property, was like so gung ho. And he's like pointing all these things out, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm taking notes and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, okay yeah, yeah, we gotta get that. Oh, yeah, we gotta go. With it. And then he's like, all right, yeah. So whenever you're ready, go ahead. And I was like, okay, great. And I I pull the notification off because all we want to do is test, you sure. know, the pull stations or whatever. I pull the notification off, and then I go, okay, you ready? And he's like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm like, great. And I pull the pull station. That part worked. Yeah, <laughs> the system went into alarm. It was silent. Never put it in test. <laughs> I like that. I like that sound when you're when you're sitting there and you hear this from a couple of blocks away. Yeah. You go, God, I think they're coming for me. <laughs> I think that's coming for me. And I look over at the manager. Did you put this thing in test? I did. Something's wrong. Yeah. And sure enough, it's getting closer, and you hear yeah. they come down the street, and it's like, hold on, I gotta go. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> me. I'm straight up. I I did one. Uh, one job where I was just inspecting something and I put my meter on um, a flow yeah, and it to check it. the resistor and it yeah. activated the flow. Yeah. And so I call, yeah, if, I'm not, if your I, meter is too low in impedance, it'll do that. Yeah. If and it's, especially I'm, if it's a good meter, it won't, but at sometimes, or you have it in the wrong mode. If you're, if you have it, if you're like checking amps yeah, and you happen to go across something and you, you don't just, think about it, it'll, it'll, yeah, so it'll, I, Climb down. Yeah. I go silence the panel, and then I call the man. I'm like, "Hey, you want to put this system in touch, probably?" I'm like, really? I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I go stand outside, and I, <laughs> I, I watch the fire truck coming all the way down the road, and um, and then the manager calls me back, and she's like, "Hey, I let them know." I was like, "All right, just so you know, they're coming." All of a sudden, they just do this big U-turn. And just drive off. And I'm like, they flip you the bird. Hey, (laughs) thanks a lot. I'm just like waving out. I'm like, see you guys later. Got a croissant in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other. (laughs) I felt so bad. Every time I've called the fire department, I feel so bad. I'm like, oh my God, you guys have enough crap going on. Yeah. 
Sorry to make your mostly they're pretty good about it. I mean, I've, I I jumped on a cab of a hundred fire trucks going. Well, you knew when we were like doing this, and they told me this, and <laughs> we put it. My favorite is I had an account one time when I worked at Western that uh, was it was absolutely bizarre. It was mm-hmm. a it was a federal account. It was up in Vancouver, and it and they kept fire department kept being called there. And I mean, like a lot of times. And so they said, you know, look, we've sent a couple of texts here. We're going to send you and we'll see, see what you can do. So I show up and, and, and I had my thinking cap on and I ran through the history logs. And there, this thing had been as quiet as a church mouse, 50, 5820, quiet mm-hmm. as a church mouse, uh, Silent Night 5820. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just, just solid it's as not, a rock. It's got no alarms on It's got no alarms, no history of an alarm, nothing. Hmm. So I said, okay, well, I said it can't be the panel. I mean, the panel's just not. It's just it's just, the dollars just isn't sending out. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. I think I'll call. I think I'll call the <laughs> fire department. So uh, and the and the folks there, the the security staff there, were like, yeah, this thing's becoming annoying. Like they keep showing up, you know. And you this know. is in Washington. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a. They're not showing up every twelve hours, are they? No, but they were showing up enough that like the everybody. It was getting bad. It was yeah. getting bad. Yeah. yeah, and 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 honestly, you know, there's what are you going to find the feds? All right. Yeah. Well, you owe us five hundred bucks. <laughs> sure, you bet. Okay. Um, ask the IRS. They're the ones that own this place. So, anyway, uh, I called up the monitoring service and I'm like, Hey, what are you seeing yeah. on this thing? Like, what's the caller ID coming in? Oh, yeah. Colorado. Like Steamboat Springs, Colorado. I said, so an account in Steamboat Springs, Colorado is calling and telling you that an account in Vancouver, Washington, is, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is in alarm. And the guy goes, yeah, and he's looking at it, and, you know, and he's going, these are door open and door closed codes. <laughs> I said, what? I said, that's bizarre. What is going on? And so he he's he, so he does some research. It was our own monitoring service, uh-huh. and uh, he he gets hold of me. He goes, yeah. He goes, this is this had nothing to do with fire, man. This is a security system, and it's showing us secure, unsecure, open door, closed door, open window, closed windows. And, yeah. And and so it turned out to be that a uh, condo association had a whole bunch of condos in, in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and they're uh, they put DSL in, and the the modems were not really connecting through that DSL the right way. Like uh-huh. there's a lot of information that has to get passed. Sure. And if you digitize it and then undigitize it, you, you, it loses something in the translation and it was losing things in the translation. So I call up our branch that handled them and uh, the technician said, Oh, that's my account. I know all about it. We just, we just, did a whole bunch of stuff there. And I says, well, this thing's doing this. He goes, you gotta be kidding me. So he starts to research and he's right on his game. I mean, he's yeah. right, those guys at Western States were uh, really smart, man. They were right on the game. He goes, yeah, DSL filters. And he starts rattling on all this stuff that was wrong. So he's like, is there any chance that we could change the account in Vancouver until I can get this solved? And I'm, and I, what, and the, so real quick, the account in Vancouver mm-hmm. was also running off of IP. No, no, it was just dial-up. Just, uh, just, oh, okay, just, so just, it's just, uh, just, just pots. And the Steamboat Springs was, and when they, what they had happened is that they had changed their phone system uh-huh. to a different PBX. 
Okay. And their security system was going across that. And it was not translating correctly. And so what was coming into the the receiver at the company we were using was it was identifying itself as an account number wrongly. So so everything was right. It had the right account numbers program. But the way it was appearing to the modem is yeah. it was trying to make a snap decision and it went, well, this is account one, two, three, four in Vancouver, not one, two, four, one, two, three, five yeah. in Steamboat Springs. And so, and then it said, okay, door open. So those codes are coming through perfect. But the account, by that point, the receiver has already sent the information to the to the computer, and the computer's going, okay, well, this is the Vancouver account, and door open code is nothing on my list because all we're sending is, you know, four plus two. Yeah. And, yeah. or whatever it was, and they're like, Door open is uh, un, uh, it's it's an unassigned or an which with an unknown if you're account. doing four plus two, almost everything is alarm. If it's not if you're doing a fire, any fire code, yeah. if it's not understood by the by the receiver, it goes I'm on fire. Yeah, and so the first thing we had to do was was tell the monitoring company to take all the codes that were not associated with fire, all the door open and door close codes, and just ignore them. Yeah. So that's what we did first. First, we, we started to, to button down. We said, look, the only codes you're going to get from this fire panel are pop, 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 pop. Right. That's it. Just define those. Anything that's undefined, don't roll trucks on. And that was the first step. And then they, so they fixed that. And then the technician with the steamboat priest said, hey, man, we got some problems. And he went through and he fixed his end. And then about a week, it was done. Yeah. No, not even that. It was probably about three days. And uh, I'm really impressed with, with uh, the guy in, in Colorado. And that, and, Western states is a huge deal. They, sure, just like they are out here. So, it was like, whew, you know, and I got done it, and 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 the the and then I had to explain all this to the to the feds up there. They're like, it, what happened? <laughs> like, and then we said, yeah, the the uh, their initial thing was we could just easily change your account number to something else because it only take a couple seconds. To, sure, and they yeah. said no. This shall, is our account. We have a contract. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So I mean to blow your bubble here, but. It's it's a simple quick fix. We'll just yeah. change your account to something else. It doesn't matter. We're just going to move all the data over, and you know, no, we're the U.S. government. He ain't, <laughs> he ain't doing that in no government account. I got a gun. I think saying. next time you and I do a roundtable together, I want to hear about some of the craziest places you've you've gone into. Because I've got I've yeah. I've only been doing this for now as a journeyman one year. What? Yeah. Big timer. Um, yeah, and I've racked up a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> Everybody does. But uh, I have a whole wagon full of them if you'd like some. But If you need some spares. But, like, some spare I've mistakes. seen some cool places, some weird mm -hmm. places, too. Yeah. And I think I'd like I'd like to do an episode where I get to hear some of the weird places. I would places love that. I, I, will, I will tell you, though, that, that with, with AES radios, that has been a real game changer. It has been a real game changer in how we report stuff. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, absolutely. What a, what a, what an absolute treat it is. It is so blazing fast. And IP data is the same thing. Mm -hmm. But it is so fast. Yep. It is so fast, in fact, that, that I made some programming changes so that when my inspectors are testing, they can watch a point on the graphics system, mm -hmm. put the system in, fire the system off, let it go through to the radio, let the radio do its do its business, and then watch it on their app on their phone. So yeah. our guys can watch it, watch that's, it go all the way through. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. So when the when the basically when the red light comes on, I it says fire alarm. It says fire alarm on the on the the what we call a TSW, which is a computer. When it says fire alarm, go. Mm -hmm. Start your start your timer. When you see it come on the app, 
that's how fast it got that code there. Because in healthcare, it's critical to know how long right, from the fast. time you hit it yeah. until the time you see it. Is it, and it is so blazing fast. It's like, uh, we may have to do that again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, it's immediate, man. And it's yeah. like, so, it's so neat to not have that, you know, you know, the whole right. process of dialing and you go along, here comes another bit. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and not to knock POTS lines and all that stuff, but the, the whole process now, the, the technology and yeah. adding radios and the Radi radios and are telling. And cell yeah. and NIP and all of that. It's, in it's the new crazy. cell, I had a guy in my class last term, uh, he was in my specialized controls class, said, have you seen one of these? And he shows me the newest cell com because I don't see that kind of technology. Oh, really? I'm out of the, I'm out of the loop. I do. I, I mostly do Oof. like Starlink, Napco Starlink yeah. cells is what I There's installed. another one that he showed me and I, I've got it in my phone and it was, it was jaw dropping uh, how, how it worked. And he goes, yeah, this is all, it's all UL approved, easy to install. Easy very to program. Easy. Very easy. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, it's because, and I, I sent my buddy, um, uh, I've got a buddy that uh, isn't in the business, but he's a, he's a uh, CAD guy. Uh, the, the newest, uh, the newest thing, which is a drone that flies through your house. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think it's, uh, is it ADT it's doing it or I one, don't of know. The, one of the, one of the big security companies, one of the big home security right. companies. So you leave home. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> Wait, don't do this if you have a you're cat. Saying, you're saying it, it... I thought you were talking about just something that no. just fought. You're it, saying this is like a guard drone? Yes. It's a guard. Not not it's going to shoot you. It doesn't have not, laser Obviously not that, yeah. Not yet, but... <laughs> a little no. taser on it. <laughs> I just sent it to all you. Look at it on my phone. I said, I don't know what this. You leave home, and this thing turns itself on, flies out of its cradle, and flies around your house. That's... On patrol. Insane. Yeah. All you all you need to defeat that man, is my here. cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You said you have a video of that? Yeah, it's right here. Like uh, a YouTube video? It's just it was a it was a commercial. If you can if you can get me a link to that, let's yeah, try and get that in our description so okay. people can go and, and check that out because that's super. It cool. was it was pretty I said this is uh I send him stuff all the time. But uh I'll I'll look at it. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, we'll try and get that on the on it, the description. I, I just I sat back and I said I knew it was coming at some point because I know that I've seen the I've seen the robot ones that mm -hmm. you know they 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 don't look very intimidating. Mm -hmm. That they can it's like the it's like the vacuum cleaner thing. Yeah, the Roomba type. The Roomba. Yeah. Right. Have you seen the Roomba where the kid where the kid reprograms every time it bumps into a wall it swears? No. Oh my god. Dude. What? Oh my god, the the, the kid the, you know, when I was a kid doing electronics I was with through the whole soldering. Look what I can do, Dad, I can solder my resistors together. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no. Nowadays <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Nowadays the people doing the hobby are getting into with pick controllers and getting into the the minutia how the thing works. So this kid hacked his Roomba. Uh <laughs> his mom's Roomba probably. <laughs> And it's a program that's every time it bumps into bumps into the wall, it swears. I just fell over, man. I just said, "No, that that I gotta hire that kid. That's so who good. I want yeah. working for me. I that's want somebody good, who will do that." We had a guy. We had a guy working for us that we swore up and down we were gonna program. We we're gonna put a PIR in his office because every time he was in his office, he would complain uh. about the fire panel making noise every single, every <laughs> single time. And yeah. most of our fire panels don't make noise. Uh -huh. Like they're like they're, they come up, but we shut the PZOs off because we don't need them because we have a network. Sure. Except this one, 
This one just, I, I just discovered the fact I was in the other day. I'm like, man, this thing sure is beeping a lot. Uh, so the programming that is inherent in all of them just isn't in this one. So Jeez. whatever, re I just fixed it. But whatever reason the, it's called inhibit physio wasn't on. Yeah. And so the thing comes up and goes, oh, that should be off, shuts it off. Because all that data are going right. across the network. Yeah. So you don't need it on. That's why this guy's complaining all the time. So he's sitting here trying to do his work at this panels. Anytime anything happens, matter of fact, you could tie it, you could tie everything on the network to it. So right. you could say anything on the network that goes into trouble or alarm or supervisory beep the PCO if you want, which is probably where we were at with this guy. But uh, but he was totes right. He was like, Yeah. So yeah. it does not ever shut up. It always is going off. And he's right. It is always going off. I oh sat in there with gosh, it the other day for insane. like like, you know, ten minutes and this thing wouldn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Took stab it with my screwdriver, but but no, um but that's those are the kind of uh, practical jokes that would be kind oh, of Oh yeah. You know, when we you when I did training with system, but you could do it something else. Uh I did I did silent night training with their um I think their six thousand series where you can do the voice evac stuff. Yeah. And you and can add your own you can files do, in. You yes. customizable. And one of them had already been built by someone. Beautiful. Um, and they they pressed activate. And instead of it doing, you know, please exit the building, mm -hmm. right? It was move, bitch, get out the way. And the whole, like this, this really quiet hotel room, you know, it's like it just oh my God. blaring this music. It was great. I loved it. We, uh, we have a, a beep on our computers or we can just put a wave file and when we put the new computer in we yeah. we said well let's just use a wave file instead so the wave file yeah. i put as a test wave file is something like from ren and stampy you know mm -hmm. you idiots like that is just screaming you blithering brain cramp you blithering brain cramp you can just get it to send out the same <laughs> thing over and over again and i said oh you've got to let me do this because yeah. i could just set this whole series of wave files in here and they're yeah. like they're like not no not only no but hell no, are you not putting your wave files on these computers? I'm like, no, let me do it. We, uh, we know the guy that programmed the the evacuation messages for the airport. Yes, we do. And uh, and he used his wife. Oh, did do. he really? Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to, if you're, if oh, you I did hear not that know that that's the airport, stroke that's of brilliance. Her. Yeah, yeah well, that's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's honestly, really all it is, is somebody going, going I, you know. I thought it'd be cool. I don't know how much need there is of it, but mm -hmm. we have a professional studio here. So, like, if there's ever a need for that where a company needs someone to record messages to mm -hmm. put into those things, I want to be the people that do that. Here's what I would like us to do. Now, yeah. this is, no, we'll get serious here. I know it's roundtable, but what would be really cool, honestly, is to record them in languages that people need. Because, oh, yeah. honest to God, when you're in Southern California, you'll hear a voice evac system in English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. But here, you could be English, Spanish, Russian. Russian, yeah, uh, that's a big one. You know, uh, uh, Korean. Like, Korean, Korean is, like, is there's like always other, Chinese, there's always other languages. I, I don't want it to run through the whole gambit. Mm -hmm. But that's why I always said that the reader boards would be a perfect solution to that. Because you could, you could put in English, you could say in English, hey, let's evacuate the building match that on the reader board and then flip it over to Vietnamese and flip it over to Russian yeah. flip it over to Spanish because there are a lot of folks who just don't speak our language and, yeah. and I think that a system that is utilitarian like a fire system should encompass as many cultures as you can sure but wouldn't that be cool to, to, be to sit cool. here and have oh I need a I need a Russian speaker to come in and speak it in Russian I need yeah. somebody to keep speak it in 
Unfortunately, I couldn't quality control it, right? Because I don't speak Russian. You know I'd, I'd be hoping they're not saying some terrible things. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> leave, leave fish in the stairwells. <laughs> leave fish in the stairwells. I don't like these people. That would yeah. be funny. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, it would be, you know, there's, there's that, there's that fun time. Like we love to do practical jokes, sure. and, and we have seen. I mean, I, my first trip up on the hill, I was I was the king of practice. I'll, I'll leave us on this. I mm. had a boss that, a manager who, uh, like me, when he was in management, seemed like a really good idea until you're like five or six years down the road, and then you're you're going, uh, wh why exactly am I doing this to myself? You yeah. Know? But he he was able to navigate it successfully. I was just like, I think I need a lobotomy <laughs> to make me happy. So. <laughs> Or maybe if you could just maybe put an ice pick in my eyeball like they just did make it back end. in the forties. But um, yeah, the uh, uh, he went on vacation and I was going on vacation right right when he came back. And we had these doors with the glass, like they're wooden frame doors, but there's a piece of glass in the middle of them so yeah. you can see what's going on. And they've got, you know, you could drop a, sh a thing down. So we taped plastic to the back of the door and we filled it all the way to the top with peanuts with with shipping peanuts. Okay. <laughs> And then I put a piece of cardboard across the top of it, and uh -huh. then we spread the peanuts out across the cardboard. So we, he was gone for like two weeks, so it took us a while to set this up, me and the, the guy text all the time. <laughs> and so when you got on your tippy toes, it's, he was a pretty tall guy, but when you got up on your toes and you looked, all you could see was more peanuts. Right. Because the, the shelf that we built was probably two feet long, and it was completely packed full of punch. Then we wedged the door from the outside. Uh -huh. We put a, we called him Chod. The state fire marshal called anything that was a wedge for a door a combustible hold open device. So we put a chot on the door so the door would open up about that far, about a, about a half an inch. You could close the door and knock it out with a screwdriver to yeah. open the door. Yeah. But that's not what we wanted to happen. We closed all of his blinds and I put peanuts up against the blinds and it showed that it was bulging yeah. up against the blinds. And then I went on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Bill Bataev, you are welcome to come kick my butt, my brother. In N7CRF, he was the guy who got me on a ham radio. So uh, he comes in. He comes in after a couple of days. I'm going to start laughing. He comes in, and Eric describes, my buddy Eric says, oh, my God, he came and he walked about halfway down the hall. He went, oh, shit. He just <laughs> he said left, and they all were worried because they thought, "Oh my God!" I mean, he hadn't been there, you know, and and that he was just gonna like drive home. Yeah, and so I'm done. Yeah. So he goes and gets a cup of coffee, comes back in his office, and he's just like, he opens up the door, it's just nothing's working. He's just like, "Oh shit, I gotta get these peanuts out of here!" And nobody can keep a straight face. Right. Everybody is just dying, and and I had done so many practical jokes on so many people in that place, and been the recipient of them myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't alone. <laughs> Uh, that that you know finally Eric just said hey man <laughs> so like he knocks the shot out opens up nothing in there but just space and oh my god and I came back when I came back the next the next week I just I I felt like when I came through the door and he just looked at me he goes that was funny because <laughs> that was classic dude that was really really classic it's so, it's fun because it's like it, nobody got nobody hurt. got hurt yeah right and you didn't actually fill his his no. office you know all deception yeah. Yeah. It's that moment of, oh, I would have know, paid. That's great. I would have paid it. money to have seen his reaction. I wish we we had recorded it. Yeah, and and I, we, we you know it. 
the only other one we did that was was funnier than that we had a guy who was a, a real loud cantankerous person yeah they had bought a boiler a big boiler from a company back east mm -hmm. and when they shipped it it they they rolled it in on a little boy and then they were going to roll it in the room so they have to take the whole wall out and roll this thing in it's a whole process right it's yeah. a big machine while it's sitting out there Every like half the guys that worked in this boiler plant were boiler makers or boiler fitters or had worked in that field. So yeah. they had they they were raised around this thing. Matter of fact, the guy who runs the show still is a made boilers for years. So th that thing didn't that thing got off the truck and the truck driver left and they already had it open and they were in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is wrong and that's wrong and here's a <laughs> you know here's a glove in the mud drum and here's all this stuff. They're getting all pissed off and. And so they, they they really made the company come out and fix a bunch of stuff, and they made them do an extended warranty on it because they found all these problems, and, yeah. and the, the, it's a really high-performing machine. So it, it was just a matter of everybody making it right, and there was a couple of mistakes. The owner of the company is <laughs> The owner of the company flies out from the East Coast, and we know he's on his way. Yeah. And so my buddy Eric, who was this CAD guy, plotted a Harbor Freight Tools sign the same size as the sign on the side of the boiler. And we <laughs> taped it on the damn boiler minutes before the CEO or the owner of the company was coming through. And the guy who was running that boiler floor caught us, like right after we got it up. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a, a ex-Navy guy like me, and, and, and because he's an engineer, they're snipes, and because I was a electronics guy, we're called Twidgets. And he knew it was me. Yeah. I mean, he knew it was only it was going to be me and Eric, and we're the two that you know. I, I, that guy, I didn't think anybody could scream that loud <laughs> and be heard above ninety-three decibels of boiler running. But he managed to do that. You damn twitches! I'm going to kill you! Get that son of a boiler! I and mean, he was just. God, I thought he was going to have a coronary, man. And we were laughing so hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I my stomach hurts just thinking about it. Some of the some of the jokes we pulled with this guy, but that was that was it, man. Yeah. And man, they got that sign off, and the dude walked in, and nothing. Yeah. Everything was was clean, and, and Eric and I were just. I mean, our cheeks hurt. We laughed so hard. Oh my god. Anyway, um, the jokes are fun, kids. As long as no one gets hurt. As long right? as nobody gets hurt. That's my. That's my. I didn't get like, shot, which yeah. you know could have happened. Came, came close. Uh, I do. Next time we do a round table, yeah. I think I. I, I, I like doing round tables with you. I feel like it's it's a yeah. fun time to kind of go back and forth. Uh, next time, I definitely want to talk about weird places you've been. Weird you know, places I've been. Secret places you're probably not allowed to talk about sort of things, okay. um, if you can get away with it. Sure. Um, audience, listeners, if you have a story or a place that you've been to that's pretty interesting, write in and uh, tell us about it, and we'll try and read it on that episode. Uh, you can email us, halfwatt. Pod, pod at gmail.com gmail and uh, send that to us and, and uh, we can talk about all the weird creepy places <laughs> off putting secret UFO bases you guys have, have worked you, in. Have you seen some super creep, creeper stuff here Mike? Hey <laughs> Mr. Mackey. Hey Mike. <laughs> Let's do it the Mr. Mackey voice. Has anybody seen a magic one of Mr. Mackey? I don't know Mr. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. 
And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share us with a friend the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.